Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Where we're off to kill the wizard? No, the I'm awful the wizard. wizard of the slave trenches? Wizard. There are no wizards here. The ghost wizard. Maybe he's a wizard. Yeah, he's Actually, a wizard. Actually, I don't think you're positive he's a wizard, but... Yeah, we don't <laughs> I mean, know that he's I don't a wizard. Know. He's probably a sorcerer, because everybody's a sorcerer. Well, he didn't have a spell book. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a spell book now because he's undead, so... I hate him. I hate all the wizards without spell books. Aww. Actually, if he's a wizard and he doesn't have his spellbook, he doesn't have a lot of spells to throw at us. They're all written on the walls. They're written on the inside of his jar, and so he's just like reading the broken fragments. <laughs> well, it's been several days, so he's he, been he stuck did this with thing where ones. he tattooed his spellbook onto his chest, and so there's like a little ghost That'd mirror cool that archetype. he can like prepare his spells with. That'd be a cool archetype. I like that Jordan said ghost mirror, despite the fact that mirrors are one of the few things people reliably see ghosts. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> you got it. It's portable, so you can take it with him. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, everyone's back once again. Are we ready for uh, the return to the slave trenches? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, yeah, we got we got a few things to finish up here, and then hopefully we're bringing down a pyramid. It'll be time to yeah. pull the lever. Yes, pull yep. the lever, Crunk. Pull the lever. Wrong lever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers, having ventured out of the slave trenches, had met with the spirit of Nahamra. The ancient advisor to the now long deceased Hakatep, primary antagonist of this adventure path. In case you didn't know. <laughs> in case you forgot. That guy. And everybody in the past were jerks. Yep. That's the summation of his story, yes. Well, absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's a whole thing, I suppose. Yep. Yep. You learned that there's only one nice person in the entirety of Osirian 6,000 years ago, and he died young. Yep. To Jared at the second doesn't sound too awful. We don't know enough about him to make us judgment. I don't know. He refused to use the pieces of some guy's severed soul and had them sealed away. So, I mean, yeah, but that's better than everybody else was. Well, although that's also partially covering his own ass. His, well, yeah, covering himself for the, uh, let's just say, a poorly worded order to, uh, you know, Nahamra to, like, get the answer to this question. I think we can all agree, revisionist history aside, he wasn't as bad as his predecessors. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Uh, we, we haven't heard of the slave trenches of uh, Dejerited II. And unfortunately, after about, I think it was like 200 years after the end of his rule, everything in Osirian fell to crap. But mm, mm. they had one last good, there was that last flare out before the fire dies. Oh, sad. <laughs> yep. But you had spoken with the the Nethian priest about the previous events, pretty much everything. How did you get here? What led to this point? <laughs> you got the, uh, the text scroll at the very beginning that wasn't read by... Uh, Kate Blanchett, but you'd gotten the uh, the opening narration to explain how everything was, and then, you know, people forgot, or were forced to forget because of revisionist history. And then you uh, learned a little bit more about Citra and her curse, mm -hmm. so got a bit more information there for uh, Citra to hopefully put to use, including a way by which to remove the curse from her family line, and hopefully be able to put the dozens and dozens and dozens of Nahamras that were responsible for Anchoring Nethys in one way or another before their death, back to rest. Uh, it doesn't. It, it didn't sound like it's part of the actual curse, but it seems like a lot of Nahamras just do things to anger Nethys. So it's kind of a weird. Nethys is easy to anger. I feel like he's yeah. I feel a like Nethys is easy to anger in this situation because there were lots and lots of Nahamras there. Yeah, but also if it's a, I know it depends on like the, the society what a generation is considered, but. It's been 300 generations, if you assume that a generation is usually about every 20 years, 
which seems to be the kind of that's, general that's consensus. Pretty, that's pretty fair, yeah. So yeah. if there's only like 50 of them out of the last 300 that's generations, that's actually not that bad, all things considered. Well, and yeah. I imagine with the with the family falling on hard times and things, that probably means the family line is like narrowed a little bit. Yeah, well, it depends. There might be a whole bunch of people that don't know they're Nahamras. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe if you're not a Nahamra anymore, like maybe if... Uh, oh, if you marry out, does it Yeah, does if Citroen married Falto, maybe she could have escaped the curse. You don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. It's probably a blood curse. It doesn't yeah. matter what your name is. If you're just dis- if, if your DNA can be traced back to the to Nahamra, that you're screwed. <laughs> you know? I like Heather's ad idea. Let's go with the blood curse. That always sounds like a good idea. Although it could be very Osiriani to be like if you bear the name of your forefathers. Yeah, it wasn't. It just said, you know, you're cursed of the thousandth generation or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A that's a that's a lot. And generation yeah. makes me think descendant, so blood, not yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> You can't marry into the curse. I understand. <laughs> Which <Yes>. is good. <laughs> but your kids are definitely cursed. Oh, yeah. 100%. Wait a second. I had to go through all of this crap with the DMV to get my name changed. And now you tell me it comes with a curse. <laughs> uh, what, what an ultimate like. All right. So why are you getting a divorce? Well, this one didn't tell me that there was a family curse I was marrying into. <laughs> Oops. And we're yep. annulling this marriage. <laughs> yep. True. You're still cursed, by the way. Sorry. I'd be really interesting, interested to hear about like the Galarian divorce court, like Absalom divorce court. Oh I want the Judge god. Judy of Galarian now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! No, old Eye Taker obviously presides. <laughs> no, that's a different show. <laughs> but why is it every punishment is just and I'm taking the and you're taking your eye? All right, give me Very that well. eye. I've annulled your marriage, and also I'm taking his eye. <laughs> I'll take your eye too. I'm One evil. eye each. That is Light my So. Yeah, you'd learned uh, about said curse, decided to set off, make your way back. You gotten a little bit more information about the your upcoming delve into the Pyramid of the Sky Pharaoh. This it's a big old boy. Freaking yep. shenanigans. It's capital a whole P, book. capital S, capital P. I'm just saying, if it's about the size of the slave trenches, I wouldn't really be that surprised. Yeah, it probably crushes the whole pyramid. trenches. I don't think it's that big. That's miles. Yeah, like I guess 12 that's 12 miles across. It probably sits on the sun disk when it comes down. Big old pyramid, though. Still be huge. Yeah, I don't know how big be relatively, like a, but I don't know. Landing pad. <laughs> it seems like a landing pad. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got the, the dimensions shape. in here somewhere for the pyramid. It's real big. That's yeah, but fine. it's not we'll like find out. miles across big. No, no, it's not like Stargate. You you can see it descending down from space big. Yeah, because the be, sun disk is like 1,700 feet across. Yep, but yeah, you kind of prepared yourself, having learned a bit more about Hakatap, learned a lot more about his wife and her crazy evil Ugh. outsider worshiping stuff, and yeah, then decided, uh, well, we got to deal with this guy. But first, we've got to deal with this other guy. And also the big old dinosaur boy. Yeah, I'm really yep. not looking forward to that. And potentially fight again. <laughs> the copy or whatever. I'm just saying we've got to we've got to hit that thing from orbit and not try to go toe to toe with it, and hopefully we have enough magic to drop it. I don't think between Hollis and I, we have enough magic to kill a uh, mummified dinosaur. I'm just saying. We got a lot of magic. It would take all the magic. But it we probably got will a lot take all it. the magic, yeah. On the plus side, I suppose on the plus side that you do now have a uh, two oils of true resurrection. So That's if you terrifying. do decide to go toe-to-toe with a dinosaur, you've got an option. Terrifying. I don't want to have gotten those and then immediately use them. And I'm very concerned about why they thought not only should you have one of these, you should have two. And also the lantern and also the scroll of limited wish. Yeah, and was, also- <laughs> there's a lot of resurrection magics that are very concerning to me. Yeah. <laughs> so to be fair, a lot of these a lot of these uh, traps are like one hit kill. 
Yeah, fair. You know, if you're a low enough level. I suppose jumping back into things, all of you had mounted up onto your... Chariot. Chariot. Made your way back into the, the trenches. You approach in from the east, you make your way back in past the, the large obelisk of Ta, past where the, the Sacramento, the monument vault is down into the trenches proper, navigating your way further and further, passing by the monument of uh, Kepri, back past where the Ember Chronograph was, back this past where the This chariot can fly, can't it? Yes. It can yeah. indeed. So, yeah. I didn't know if you were traveling around down inside of the trenches just because it's easier to see with the sandstorm. So yes, we would have to like go close to the ground enough to yeah. where we could see it. Yeah. Otherwise, we would be blown off course. And avoid getting too close to the sun disk because there's a dinosaur hiding there. Yep, we take a wide berth. Having set off at dawn, you could arrive back at Tefnish at close to about 10 or so in the morning. Nice. After a, a long drive back, enjoying the uh, the scenic approach back and then and not enjoying the, the biting sandstorm as, you know, Sudi clamps his mouth shut and fortunately has the protection of the mask. I was going to say that, ma- that mask is getting uh, uh, wind scarred, something fierce. It's an artifact. <laughs> yes, thankfully it's an artifact and takes no damage. <laughs> and I imagine the, the ladies kind of crouch down using yeah, the protective hide. rim of the the chariot to provide a break from the biting sand. The really important thing is that Sudi has damage reduction on all parts of his body, including his eyes, that are probably just getting sand blasted. Oh, I'm going to be the one. I. Oh, oh. jar. I love that. Okay, Rage says that, and then she's cringing right now. Like, she's like, ah, I can't believe I said that. (laughs) You ride making your way through the trenches before eventually arriving at this, the cut-in alcove, this area of black stone cut into the side of the the cliff face that forms the trenches here in the uh, the depths of the trenches here at the far western end. As you pull up, find some shelter with the overhang of rock here. You find that you're uh, not really erstwhile companion so much as sort of guide to the trench. Tefnaju sits upon his throne, <laughs> one ankle propped up on one knee, sword laying across his lap, just uh, holding a rock in one hand, as if interested, judging by his furrow brow. Oh, he's probably talking to it. He gives all of you a nod as you approach, takes the rock, gently sets it down. Tefnaju, can I use your metal plate again, please? If it can be a benefit. We think the sandstorm is being caused by a ghost, and I have a name now, so... I'm afraid. I can allow you entrance within, and perhaps using that you can find a means by which to track down this individual. That is the plan. To the red plate room. Are all of you entering? Uh, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please don't <laughs> split the party and have somebody scry, and then we're fighting the ghost on the outside <laughs> when yeah, it comes after us. Yeah, I think us. that would probably not be good. So Tefnaju, who does have a dimension door, is powerful enough to carry four other people with him. Well, we are four other people. So I'm just saying he can he can do that. Once you're inside, though, that is his only dimension door. Well, I have many dimension doors. I just didn't want to use all of them going through the various walls of this house. Yeah, that really wish I had, you know, like a little portable door. That'd be nice. Yeah. Just uh, prepare pass wall. I mean, it runs into the same problem of using spell slots. It's true. I think Passwall is actually a more powerful spell than Dimension Door. It is. Weirdly enough, it is. Generally speaking, an incredibly useful and often overlooked spell. But Tefnaju steps forward, extends a hand, gestures. A portal of purple appears as he leads all of you through that and delivers you instead inside into the scrying chamber. A hexagonal chamber 
with a large hexagonal plate of cool crimson metal embedded in the wall off towards your far side, and a simple prayer mat being the only form of creature comfort inside of this chamber. Tefnaju inclines his head, turns, strides, and walks straight through the wall off towards your right. He returns about half a minute later with a bottle of which he puts in a little, it's kind of the equivalent of like a torch sconce <laughs> that just sits in the wall that he just sets it in as he walks back through. Masika um, will step forward and use the mirror or metal plate, whatever you want to call it. Scrying awesome, cool thing. Mm-hmm. The scrytacular. Okay. Masika, mm. you step up. The plate stands in front of you. Again, there's, there's almost an imperceptible hum that comes off of it. Not something you can quite hear, but this almost you feel as you place your finger to it. Like a great gong that someone has struck and it's just at the end of the vibration. You place your hand against the cool, perfectly smooth metal plate. Who are you scrying? The, the Mafre, whose first name has escaped my memory already. Starts with a P, I know that, because Narmer said that. <laughs> it's a PT uh, thing. Something. Uh, Tenonef Mafre. Yes, yep. I scry on Tenonef Mafre. Very well. So you're casting the scry spell. You do not have a likeness or picture. You do not have a possession or garment, and you don't have a piece of his body. Does Hollis still have the jar? Threw it on the ground. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. I think it was just shattered. All right. uh, as such, you have secondhand knowledge mm -hmm. of the individual. We yeah, because we've never jar. seen this uh, spirit. Which means that he gets to make a will save with a plus five modifier. Ah, boo. Because you only have secondhand knowledge of him. So you place your hand upon this. Concentrate. The red beneath the surface of the metal. Oh, basically, the red that is the metal seems to swirl under your touch. After a long moment of concentrating, though, there is not that drop, that sudden clarification. It simply swirls before stopping. I don't have enough information since I've never seen him. He's resisting it. You can attempt it multiple times, but each time you do so, it will become weaker. Mechanically speaking, you can actually uh, use the scrying effect of this Technically speaking, multiple times per day is all it really defines it as. However, every time you do it, the will DC goes down by one. I so mean, it becomes easier for the person to resist it. We could hop back over there, grab a jar, and bring it back, if that would be helpful. It would have to be the jar he was in, and if you if we if you dropped it and it shattered. Well, I mean, I can bring some pieces. We could hope we get lucky again and try to do the, uh, the dinosaur. <laughs> well, I doubt the dinosaur has moved. I think he's just chilling outside that sun disk, but I mean, we could look for the dinosaur if we well, want. It's more about looking around the dinosaur because that's how we found um, Nahamra or whichever one of those shades that it was. It just was one of the shades, yeah. We just got lucky enough that it was there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's probably asking for lightning to strike twice, but I mean, might be worth a shot. Yeah, because I was going to say, unfortunately, we don't know exactly where the storm has shifted. Yeah. Well, um, I'm running out of ideas then. I mean, Masika kept her setup for spells with all the cones of coal yeah, and stuff. So, I mean, we can go deal with the dinosaur. But at some point, I don't want a ghost to show join. up and wreck our face while yeah, we're in the middle to, of another or fight. Or just wait for us to call down the pyramid and then go float through the <laughs> wall and be like, hey, Hakatep, this is all the dirt on these guys because I watched them fight this dinosaur. Well, we may not get a good well, choice because yeah. <laughs> if we can't find him, then we can't find him. But we can't find the dinosaur. So, yeah, I mean, for a practical purpose, a time, we have I mean. a we have an actual target versus a target that could be anywhere within what four miles. And I probably want to spend a day or two looking at spells. So 
We'll have time to use the scrying mirror some more. This is why we don't open strange jars. They let out ghosts. Well, to be fair, we we had no way of knowing that this was going to be like such a such an issue, and we don't even know if it's that. Yeah, also. as I say, we also don't have a confirmation that it is the ghost doing it. Who else would so. it be? Tefna Jew's never seen this happen before. It started. We noticed it immediately after we'd been in that dungeon, and the jar had been opened. I mean, yeah, the the the. <laughs> but the correlation does not equal causation, kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm just I'm just being realistic that it could be something else that we just haven't seen yet. At this point, there's no point in fighting about it because there's no way to know. Yeah. There's nothing to do yeah, about exactly. it except to spell it and deal with the dinosaur. And if they show up, great. We'll figure it out. So the chariot can fly. We could just hang out in the back of the chariot and yes. fight the dinosaur that's on the ground. That is the hope, yes. I just don't know if we have enough spell power to do it. Well, well we can... if nothing else, I mean, you guys can soften it up as it much as It doesn't have fast healing, does it? It can't heal once it's I don't think it, does it has any healing. Oh, you gave it, it fast know. healing when you put the statue on the thing. <laughs> ah. And, uh, hey, so we could go take the statue thing and then take our chances with removing the... Yeah, but we're, you're going to have to... None of us are archers. You're going to have to no, get yeah. in toe-to-toe contact with it, and it's on its chest under was, its mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, I have a light crossbow, but there's no way I'm hitting that shot. I mean, if Jasura was still with us, sure, but because she oh, could probably make that shot. That's what we should have asked her to help us with. The only way I could manage it, because I get sneak attack with my bow, yes? Within 30 feet if it's flat-footed, yes. So, unless I'm invisible, not going to happen. Yeah. So I just remember I, that it almost put you down with one hit. We didn't even get around with that thing, and that was before it was hasted. Yeah, well, that's my promise, is that... The only way Citra's doing any damage is I have to get toe-to-toe with it, or Ditto. I have to be invisible and shoot it from afar. Mm. I can only turn myself invisible twice, and that's and it. And I don't think we have improved invisibility, so you, no. that's going to be like one shot. Hey, so. Tessa, did you, do you have improved invisibility in your spell book? Checking. <laughs> Buffering. He's like, oh, let me look in my book. He's like, moving tablets. <laughs> he's got to go into the other room and look through. Like He's like lifting like 50 pound tablets. I like that he just talks to the, because they're made out of rock, you know. Oh, yeah. Which one of you has no. uh, this one? Just normal invisibility. Ah, me too. Your wife's not a prepared caster? Bard. Ah, bard. Yeah, because none of my, like the mask abilities, none of it's going to do anything. Because like I got death ward, eye bite, and finger of death, which is meh. Mm. Yeah. It is an undead creature. Because it's undead. I always forget you get Death Ward from that. It's yep. a great spell. Yep. I'm sure it'll be handy in the, in a minute. <laughs> it's going to be handy in the next uh, book. It might be handy against the ghost. Don't ghosts do something that like does something drainy? Uh, depends on, yeah, it depends on the ghost, but yeah. That's right. Because there's a whole frick load of powers ghosts can I was, have. I was going to say, it's a, it's a very complicated template. So what's your plan? I don't know, because you guys don't seem to want to go fight this dinosaur. Uh, I'm okay. happy to fight the dinosaur. I just don't want everyone to die. I'm happy to fight the dinosaur too, but I have two co- I have two or three cones of cold, and then Masika is out of cold spells because they don't give shamans a lot of those, and I honestly don't think we can just kill it with spells. It's going to have a metric ton of hit points, and if it makes its reflex saves, and it has fast healing... <laughs> yeah, so you have two cones of cold, so that's... What, what level are we? 14? D6? I have three. Three, I have two. okay. You have two, so that's five five cones of cold. That's a lot, which it has no resistances to, correct? What were its other resistances? It's one of those special mummies, and we saw the symbol. That's why we know it's vulnerable to cold. It's like yeah. those harpies. Yeah, it was so like it's harpies. Not, not, and like a fireball will still hurt it. Yeah, or did easily. it have resistance? I can't remember. 
We just know we don't know if it has any extra special abilities besides being awakened. Mm. So I mean, I can help myself by having my ring of stony flesh going, but again, oh, 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 wait, we have still what was this? Two charges left on the wand of stone skin too, so you could stone skin me as well. Because then that way you could get down there with me and get some flank going, and then yes. between the cones of cold and that, we might be able to do this. Because again, like. If we can stay up above it, like you guys suggested in, in that, Conical down at it, weaken it, and then he and I can, like, drop SEAL Team 6 down. <laughs> yes, let's, let's, let's just straight paratrooper in here like it's Fortnite. I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's, that, I don't no, think it's the best idea. idea, but... I mean, we're going to have to fight this thing one way or eventually anyway. I mean, it's just camped out where we need to go. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if, like... <laughs> Basically, how to de-risk this fight, because we know this thing is going to be just an utter nightmare. You can both sink into the earth. Yeah, we can both sink into the earth if I if I activate my ring of stony flesh. Uh, yeah, I guess I could do that, as long as there's a big enough piece for me to go into. But yeah. Well, have you looked at the trenches? It's going to be big. <laughs> you know, there's I a lot know, of man. I think we got some room. <laughs> got some room. I just go into the sun disk and just live here now. So I suppose following your, uh, your scrying, checking all the rest of that, making your preps getting ready for this idea. You, know, you make your way outside. Tefnaju nods to all of you, sits back down on his chair, props his uh, one foot up on his other knee, lays his sword across his lap, put his elbow down, steeples his fingers. I'll wait patiently for your return. Hopefully it's quick. I'm going to try to dispel the standstorm. And if I okay. run out of dispels, I guess it'll be Masika's turn. Masika but hopefully it doesn't take one. all of them. So I suppose then you would step out into the, uh, the storm, squint yeah. your eyes up into the, the sky, place a hand on your hat, gesture. I roll very garbage, so let me do math. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to do it with a 19. I rolled a 5. Chant and tone, extend a hand up into the sky. Wait for it. Wait for it. After about 10 minutes, there's no change in the weather. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Alright, I have a second one. Alright, I'll try it this time with feeling! <laughs> okay, not 20. Gets me a 34. Hey, that's the way. The 34, you focus, extend a hand, gesture up into the sky. Wait for it. Wait for it. Slowly, the wind dies down. In essence, you believe that you probably dispel the effect immediately. Although much as it takes about 10 minutes for the spell to take effect, it takes about 10 minutes for the spells, in essence, the wind that the spell has generated to run its course and continue mm. its way. It's still blustery and windy, but for the first time in the trenches in the last few days, you can look up and see the sun blazing overhead as it's approaching. It's a little bit after 11 now. All right, we, we should, should have at least hurry. 20 minutes. Let's uh, let's go. Very well. You all Into mount up inside of the, the chariot. Yeah. All right, people that are good at looking, look out over the... We're going to, like, do some, you know, some circling around this sun disk area. Narmer, zoom and enhance. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, wait. Yes, we could we could totally send Narmer down and zoom and enhance. Well, we don't want him to get whapped. Oh, I guess that's true. One whap would kill Narmer. Masika has like a four, or has a ridiculously low perception. It's just her wisdom modifier, I think, so like a seven. But yeah, uh, Narmer has like an 18. So So yeah, you fly about the, the mile and a half to get back to the sun disk as you soar across the sky. It would take uh, only about 10 minutes for it to fly that distance. Excellent. So I'm going to assume just for ease of things that you guys probably waited until you'd actually dispel the magic in the air to cast all of your 10 minute per caster level spells. Yeah. Yes. And then are holding off on any of your shorter duration spells as you fly out to the to circle the sun disk. Yeah, I yeah. guess we just start circling it. 
Important question. What height are you flying at? How big is this dinosaur? It's huge, right? Gargantuan. So oh, God. Um, theoretically, how far could it reach up into the air? 40 feet without moving. So, so yeah, we're about 50. Like, yeah, I'd give it 50 just to be safe. <laughs> just so it doesn't <laughs> hop and hit you. <laughs> Don't. That's fair. It's just the farther away we are, the harder it's going to be to see. I'd, Correct. Yeah, but I don't want the chariot to get ripped out of the air. Uh, yeah, that'd be bad for everybody. We should be looking for a, a fairly large mound, so. Much All like right. the alligator. Just its little nose and eyes mm -hmm. sticking up out of the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Except right, for it's so, undead, so it doesn't need to breathe. It's true. So, so really yeah, guys. if you're flying at a height of 50 feet, go ahead and uh, make a perception roll for the party with a minus five penalty for distance. Hollis rolls badly. Okay. All Hollis right. rolls an eight for a total of a 17. Uh, Sudi rolls a 16. That's a 40. Minus five is a 35. Narma rolls a 13, which gets him a 31. So minus five is a 26. Okay. Masika can't get higher than any of those, even if she rolls a perfect. Oh, shot. no. Yeah. <laughs> what did Citra make? Uh, Citra rolled a 19 for Ooh. a 37. Nice. Okay. Mm. Is that with the minus five? Oh, minus five. 32. say Jordan's on fire getting a 40. Mm-hmm. Let's say, did you roll an at 20 and I missed it? No, I rolled a 16, but I have a 24 perception. Oh, nice. Wisdom. Wisdom, yeah. baby. I don't have no wisdom. Well, I have a little, but I, I feel you on that. Got the wisdom to look for a little tiny set of beady eyes. You circle overhead. Spend 10 minutes flying around the outside edge of where the trenches are. After about these 10 minutes or so, Sudi, you note a sand drift on basically the northeast side of the trenches, maybe some good 70, 80 feet away from the edge where the, the cliff face drops off back into the trench proper. As you pass by, as the shadow of the chariot flying through the sky passes over the sand, there's a slight eddy, like a small rain of sand, as if maybe a snake or something has shifted underneath its surface. Mm. And for a moment, you see this one, like, small, maybe six inches of a bone spine stick up out of the sand as if something shifts. You're currently a distance of about 70 feet away or so. All right. Well, I think I found it. All right. So, uh, shall we? All right. Do we want to open up with some magic or do we want to drop you all down there and then open up with everything? Well, I was kind of thinking maybe if you fly almost, fly almost directly over it then you can hit it from here. Y'all are going to want to stay on, you know, pick a, 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 a pick side, a side of the right? thing to stay kind of near because... Well, we need to flank for Citra. I know, but I mean like across the thing, but like towards its left or right or something because Kona Cold is a big spell. All right. And I don't want to hit you with it, even if you have them lightning cat reflexes because uh, you're going to need all your stamina for this probably. Most likely, yes. What is your save, by the way, for the... My reflex? reflex? No, the reflex. Oh, her, for... her safe for the reflex. Oh, for me? Yeah. Yeah, for Cone of Cold. For Cone of Cold, it's a 22. So I would have to roll a three or less. Hmm. Eight or less for me. So what would you like to do? We're going to buff, 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 buff. I was going to say, first off, we yeah. buff. So much buff. Who wants displacement? Give it to Sue. Oh, okay. Well, because right. I'm going to get my mirror image and my stone skin, Oh, that's so. right. Yeah, okay. So I get displacement. All right. You get displacement. It's going to last 14 rounds starting from when we cast it. Okay, I'll activate my freedom of my ring of freedom of movement. Turn off my ring of natural armor. Okay. 
casting my overland flight, my mirror image, and activating my ring. If you want to just hop down there, I can cast Featherfall. I was thinking of activating my, my wing boots and just flying in okay, there. Okay, either way is fine. Masika's doesn't have any buff spells, so... Uh, somebody needs to cast the stone skin on me. All right, yeah. So I suppose you uh, you nervously look down there. Oh, firebrand. Cast a whole bunch of spells on one another. Look back down there. Has it moved? So I've got about... Uh, should have 10 rounds, I think, if I'm doing my math right. Okie dokie. All right. Um... <laughs> I suppose Sudi looks at our, our assembled uh, troop here. All right, so this may be the craziest thing we've ever done, but I couldn't imagine doing it with a better crew. Hands in, everybody. Hands in, this is going to be quick. wild. Yeah. Go team. Quick hands in. You realize Hakatep's going to be way more dangerous in this thing, right? Masika hey, says as she puts her hand in. That's a problem for another day. Sudi <laughs> activates his winged boots and does like the divers like off the back of the side of this. Yeah, Citra... Disappears. All right. <laughs> this is Woo, crazy. See you on the other side. First off, how close are you getting to where Censorid is buried? Uh, we've got to be within 60 feet for the casters above. So I would say we're probably like 50 feet up. Yeah, probably. Like 10 feet over? I don't know how mm -hmm. to. Yeah, 50 okay. feet up, a little off, just so that we like we're above him, he, out of reach, but we can still get to him with our with our spears. Yeah, because like you basically shouldn't have a problem like just blasting it straight down, basically and hitting him. So. Yeah. Well, and I can hop off this and fly, and Masika can fly if we need to. Oh, that's so, right. You, you guys can, yeah. Being that you're flying in the air and incapable of stealthing, since it waits patiently for all of you to finish whatever the heck it is you're doing up there, <laughs> <laughs> the moment that Sudi throws himself off the side. There is an explosion of sand from below as the thing rears up and roars, flexing its claws in preparation. All right, and buddy. I will need initiative from the party. We're no doing surprise it. Attack this, is, this is one of the craziest setups for a fight we've ever done. I feel like we're in an action movie and like we're the helicopter that dropping you off. What, that was what I was going for, yes. It's very cool. Sirenscape, dinosaurs in the sand. Dinosaurs in the sand. <laughs> the very they rarely watched sequel hand. to Gorillas in the Mist. <laughs> Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolls a 16 for a 23. Sudi Kontar. Sudi rolls a 12 for a 15. Masika of the Beckon. Uh, roll a 13 for a 16. Do your Sudi want to go first? Sudi can uh, go first. No, I would give it to you so you can do a Kona Cold before I fall in. Oh, okay. Citra Nahamra. Citra rolls a 12 for an 18. Combat begins... Hollis Starkweather, your first initiative. Oh, rad. Insane. Hollis, uh, who we? Hollis looks over the side of the chariot here and uh, is going to cast Chains of Light, which has like a 95 foot range at this point because oh, of you're how starting high with level that. we are. If I okay. can paralyze it, that would be. Oh, is that what that does? Uh, chains of, of Light spring forth in an attempt to wrap it. It gets a reflex save. It's probably got a good reflex. Out of curiosity, what level spells Chains of Light? Sixth. Okay. You chant in tone. Gesture down with the hand. It's a reflex plus one because of haste. Be a 26. Yeah, it passes. One day it that's It springs lively out of the way, kicking and shaking its foot angrily like a cat that stepped in water. Fine, then I'll freeze <laughs> you out instead. Although I was going to do that regardless, but whatever. Do you have another spell you wish to cash? Cast. Cash. Johnny Cash. You know what? I'll quicken magic missile. Tea. That feels fun. Let's do it. Oh, wait. Quicken haste while everybody is still up here. Oh, great idea. Yes, please. That solves my problem of how I'm going to get to the other side of this guy. And then that's my turn. 
Oh my god, I love this chariot. As our magic chariot appears. I love it so much. <laughs> this is the wildest fight we've ever done. I'm just going to say it. We haven't even fought yet. We started It's going to be nuts. I'm just calling it right now. It's fun, if nothing else. It's, gonna be, it's a lot of fun, yeah. All right. So that brings us to Sincert the Tribeater. Oh, I don't like him. Moves forward, rushing ahead with unholy speed. Yeah. Jerk. Okay. He's about to do something crazy like jump. Probably. It's going to be like those like sci-fi Megalodon movies where they jump out of the water and get the <laughs> yeah, helicopter. Exactly like that. <laughs> well, with the plus 12 to acrobatics it gets for haste, it might be able to make this jump. Mm. Yikes. Didn't realize we should have been further up. Nope, he falls about <laughs> two feet shy as the claw Ooh. swipes underneath. All right, I don't like that. <laughs> the bottom yeah, of the boy. chariot. He roars as his fight frightful presence kicks in. I will need, I'm going to assume that all of you have fewer than 22 hit die. So yes. I'm going to need a will save yeah. from everyone. Unless we got some levels I didn't catch. And if I remember right, this is a fear effect, correct? Well, it is fearful a, presence. Yep, it is a mind-affecting fear effect. Cool. Hollis does well and rolls a 17 for a 28. Uh, Sudi also rolls well, rolling a 19 for a 35. Okay. Masika rolls a 13, which gets her a 31. All right. Citra. Citra also rolled a 19 hey. for a 30. Wow. We were prepared. So you're like, okay, yeah. I think we're I think we're going to be okay. We're just out of range of them. Yes. That's fine, guys. He just wanted his machete back. Narmer's <laughs> immune. <laughs> Narmer's immune. Sugar's not looking. She's in a bag. She's put so her little, yeah, she's put her little wings over her ears. I assume <laughs> she's got like some noise-canceling headphones. She's like, oh, they're fighting again. I'll just get my story. She's got to have her audiobooks playing, right? Like during the during these combats, she's just like. Yes. I feel like she's cuddling a giant drake egg and like Oh, she's also sleeping. doing that. That's right. I forgot there was a drake egg in there with her. That brings us to Citra Nahamra. Get him, Citra. Well, Citra, since she has overland flight, is going in her invisible state to uh, fly down towards him. I'm glad you passed that fear save because if you're invisible, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, use you like, just like, oh, zoom. Yeah. We'll never see her again. <laughs> rumor, rumor holds that Citra is still out in the desert somewhere. <laughs> Although, I don't know if I could target you if you're invisible. Oh, I have the invisibility. You're fine. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you know exactly where I am. That's why I cast that every day. So Citra, you grab onto the rail, vaunt over the side of the chariot, uh, plummet down, kicking in the fly effect, and soar. Looks like about 25 feet around to the uh, the far side of the creature, and I assume descend down since he's down on ground level. You're yes. also going to need to descend down a minimum of 30 feet. Well, I mean, I can continue moving if I need to. Uh, Sudi, I guess, how far over did you want me to get? Did you want me to get as far over as I could? Uh, well, no, because my, my thought was I was going to go, um, I was actually thinking of going on the, would that be the east side? And you were going to be on the west side, so if you want to go north-south, that's totally fine. I'll just be on the uh, as far away from the cones of cold as possible. Okay. Do you want to land or do you want to fly? I think I'm just going to land. That way, if I need to, I can meld into the ground. Yeah, that yeah, was Yeah, you can get all the way down to the ground if you so wish. It's still only a move action. I would like to do that, and then I would like to go ahead and get a first hit, because I'll get some sneak attack. All right. You hit the ground. You stab out at your flat-footed foe. Indeed I do. Oh, I need to roll for my mirror images, too. I don't know how many I have. Uh, two plus one is three. So there are three other citras behind me. Rad. I rolled a 14, which gets me a 32, uh, 33 to hit because the haste. 
A 33 will strike your target as you dive forward and slam into your unawares foe as you ram your blade into Censurit the Tri-Beater. He's aware now. Yeah, he's aware now. That's for dang sure. He's very aware. Okay. That would be um, 40 points of regular damage, one point of electricity damage, and then I got four points of fire damage for the firebrand. Aw, heck yeah. Farewell. A solid hit as you ram your blade into it. Uh, do you wish to do your thing? I would like to d- double debilitate, so um, I can affect his speed, guys. Yes. If we'd rather I do that for well, once. I don't know how much moving around he's going to be doing. Well, and I also, I think, honestly, like, we want to try to survive this. We're okay. going to need to drop so, his, his AC and his uh, Then I will bewilder attack. and disorient, so his uh, AC is down by two for the group, minus six for me, and so is his attack. Okay. You ram your blade home. Bring us to Masika of the Beckon. All right. I guess Masika is going to fly out so she's directly above this thing in Cone of Cold. All right. Narmer, keep an eye out for ghosts or changing weather patterns, please. Sure thing. Uh, It gets a 34 for its reflex save. Good Lord. It's like they knew that you were going to want to cast Cone of Cold on it. Uh, No, it was definitely designed knowing that you might just do this and try to hit it from range. All right, I do 58 points of damage, so nice. it saves for half. That's 29. Okay. And it's vulnerable. That's true. Still going. Yeah, well. Wow, that would have oh, been really cool. surprising. I, I didn't think it bits were going to get it. <laughs> Covers it in a rhyme of frost, bringing us to Sudi Kantar. All right, so there is no way for Sudi to get into here without provoking an attack of opportunity, so I'm just going to go ahead and trigger it as Sudi basically, like, turns over and just shoots straight for the floor. I'm going to move basically to the south side opposite Citra. So like Citra is on the northwest side. I'm going to be on the southeast side of him. So he does get an attack of opportunity. All right. So you leap off, begin flying down. It will take the attack of opportunity. He's going to take the attack of opportunity and then perform a miraculous three-point landing like he's Iron Man. All right. <laughs> that is an impressive cat. <laughs> I say to Masika, she's the only one up here. <laughs> All right, so it bites out, striking out with a 40 even. Yeah, no, it's going to hit me. That's why I'm not worried about my AC being tanked. It's going to hit me pretty much regardless. Mm. You are hasted, but, I mean, it doesn't help that no, much. No, I mean, it, haste, my AC is a 28 right now. Uh, Chomps a hold for 30 points of damage. All right, mm. so that is 20 points of damage. Uh, so Sudi hits the ground, stares up at this thing grows to large size because why not? So he uh, activates his uh, cost stone. So I'm going to get big. Very well. And then I'm going to punch this thing. Uh, don't forget that you your cost stone does righteous might now, correct? Yes, it does. So don't forget that that gives you a natural armor bonus. You weren't bothering with it before because you didn't have, you had your ring of natural armor, but now that you don't, you are getting the natural armor bonus from that. Means that my AC stays the same. Yay! Yeah. Because usually it drops so. by two because of uh, the other penalties. So it stays so. at your lower AC. So at least I'm not taking a penalty, but now I can punch this guy a little bit better. All right. So you hit the ground, you punch. Man, I'm having a, having a good time here. All right, that is an 18 for a 41 to punch this guy. 41 will strike your target. Okie day. So that is going to be 50. Wait, hang on. Yes, 15 points of regular damage, two points of fire damage. All right, you slam your fist home. Not doing quite as much as you'd hope, but still affecting it as you slam your fist into the side of the thing. More importantly... 
Stitcher has opportunists and would like to take advantage of such. Very well. Yeah, I'm hoping that with uh, his penalty, this will hit. Because I rolled a 10 for a 28, 30 with the flank, 31 with haste. God, if that doesn't nice. hit. 31 will strike your target. Oh, thank goodness. Nice. Your flank's debilitated, target. My flank debilitated target. Tar- 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 target. Yes. Target. Tardis. Okay, that is uh, 29 points of regular, three points of electricity, and two points of fire. Nice. A solid hit as you ram your blade in, staggering it and uh, increasing the duration of its penalties for an additional round. Yeah. So you continue to sneak attack into the side of this thing. Hollis Starkweather. All right, Hollis looks down. Hollis is going to do a cone of cold, uh, angling so as not to hit Sudi or Citra. We appreciate it. It's a reflex save of 30 even. Yeah, yeah. He passes. He takes half. Silly fast dinosaur. Should try disintegrating him and just see if <laughs> maybe we get lucky. <laughs> I'm going to go through cold because of vulnerability. Then I'll do a disintegrator too. And we'll see where we are. I mean, if you would just disintegrate this dinosaur, that'd be great. <laughs> 53, so 26. 26. Plus, you know, vulnerability or whatever. So Correct. take that, you fiend. A solid blast of cold as you chant in tone, gesture, another freezing blast of cold washes over this thing. You have a move action remaining if you'd like to take it. Um, uh, no, I'm good. Very well. That brings us to Sinsert, the tribeater. Boo. All right. Got Sudi and Citra here. Sudi kind of struck it, but Citra's actually hit him pretty hard. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't Technically, that Technically, yes. Right? <laughs> He does have a minus six to hit me, so it's probably best use for me. I mean, I don't know if that's going to stop him, though. Probably He'll start not. with a bite on Citra. <laughs> oh, Lord. That is a, with the minus six, a 34. Yes. Very well. Sorry, you have four of them? I have I have three extras, yes. Okay, so I'll bounce a d4 and see if I get a one. I, I get a four, oh, so it pops oh. one of your images. Oh, nice. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> kind of curiously looks down again. Go ahead and lash out with a claw. Maybe that was just a fluke. Uh, however, that's actually a pretty poor roll. Uh, with the minus six, that's actually only a 27. That does not hit. Does Woo-hoo. it miss by five or less? Uh, 27. I am at a 33. Okay. So, yeah, it doesn't actually even pop an image. Nice. Ha-ha. And it will turn its gaze over towards Sudi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and lash out with a claw at Sudi. He still has minus two against him. I don't think yep. it's going to matter. So with the minus two, that is still a 37. Oh. Uh, yes, so I'm going to get hit. I do, however, have displacement, so mischance. 74 to get through the mischance. Ah. Ah. Nah, eh, worth a shot. It's only the claw. Hmm. Only. Ooh, the I'm claw. sure it'll not hurt at all. Claw. 29 points of damage as the claw <laughs> slices oh, yeah. into you. It then will snap down with its massive jaws. Did it already do a bite attack? Haste. Oh, right. <laughs> great. Just great. There she blows. Uh, that is a minus two, 44. Ah! All right. That is a threat. 88 for the displacement. <laughs> okay. Rolls to confirm. Uh, 30% immunity to criticals. <laughs> Assuming he gets a okay. critical. I love suiting. That might work for you. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the 39 will confirm. It will. Oh. Uh, and a 58 to get through the critical immunity. Well, I'm criticaled. Oh, no. Oh, boy. 
At least he's not power attacking because oh, he hasn't gotten the fill sorry, for actually, you yet. Sorry, actually, it's 50% immunity to critical, which doesn't matter because oh. he's still got a 58, so. 58. Dang it. So fortunately, it's not a power attack critical. Still going to hurt, like, all badness. Yes. Going through this uh, stone skin pretty quick. That is 63 points of damage Ow. as he chomps a hold. So digging his teeth into Sudi. Yikes. Chomping a hold. Well, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at about half hit points. <laughs> uh, he'll go ahead and use his free action to attempt to start a grapple, which will automatically fail since you have freedom of movement. Boom, baby. Ha <laughs> ha. No swallow for me. Kind of looks down like, that worked last this time. doesn't seem right. Wait a minute. This is the <laughs> second time we've done this, but it was the other one that was slippery last time. What's going this on? This guy was way easier to hit this last time. <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and take a... Uh, a five-foot step back. From Sincert, we go to Citra Nahamra. Citra would like to take a five-foot step over, and I keep forgetting to say that I draw both my kukris. Well, again, you've got your other one in your glove now, so you can draw it as a free yeah. action. Oh, it's a free action. Oh, okay. Uh, then I will, uh, while I'm stepping over, go ahead and get my second kukri out, and I am going to two-weapon fight. Okay. Full on attack with Full the sneak. on attack. Flurry of terrifying six I'm glad I was large-sized when he stepped over, because now I'm still threatening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't like the numbers I'm rolling, but, you know, I he still has that penalty against me. I rolled an eight. Which gets me a 24 plus 2 for the flank, which is 26 plus 1 for the haste, 27? 27 will hit your debilitated target <laughs> as you yes. ram your blade forward and into him. Yeah, he's okay. a big God, boy, that too. minus 6 is obscene. It's, it's so amazing. wonderful. I mean, you think it's obscene. I think it's amazing. But, should, you know. should, should I only think it's you. obscene until I start throwing some Unchained Rogues at you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hakatep went to sleep with his entire ninja squad buried in the next room. <laughs> hey, Dang if they're ninjas, they, it's very different than if they're all Unchained of his Rogues. Sisters. F- all figurative of his sisters ninjas, ninjas, not literally uh, ninjas. I see, I see. Yes, I all do... of his sisters <laughs> yeah. are Rogues. This is Hakatep's angels. Uh, first attack is 33 points of regular, four points of lightning, and four points of fire. A solid hit as you ram your blade in, further extending the debilitation. Okay, nice. okay, okay, here we go. That is a 17 plus 11 plus 2 plus 1. That is a 31 to hit. It's a threat. Oh. 31 will hit your flanked debilitated target. Woo! That's cute. Hit threat roll to confirm. Uh, will a 29 confirm? Because I rolled a 15. As he is debilitated, a 29 will confirm your yeah! critical hit. Yeah! If only sneak attack would double, that would be great, but that well, would also be really unfair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be like, yeah, really bad. Wait until second edition. But all of your stabby stab does double. Yeah, I was going to say, in second edition, it does double. As a side note, just to keep reinforcing how that oddly seems to be paying off a lot, uh, Sudi also didn't take any bleeding damage from his bleeding critical because Boom. everything has bleeding critical <laughs> in this book. Uh, go figure. I mean, this does feel like the right adventure path to be a living leveler. Okay. I felt like it was the only appropriate one. That is uh, uh, 44 points of regular damage, two points oh. of electricity, and five points of fire. Another solid blow as you ram your other blade into the side of this thing. Okay. He's still going. Okay, so let's go again. Dude's made of hit points. I don't know. This one may not do it, but I get at least the plus 16 on this one. So maybe 26 to hit because I rolled a seven. 26 will strike your flanked <laughs> debilitated target yes. as you ram your blade back into it again. This is exactly how okay. I thought this fight was probably going to end up on the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Sudi just step, being step, there step. For, to offer a flank and get hit a bunch. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible roll. That is 29 points of regular, 3 points of electricity, and 5 points of fire. I'd like to point out in 
two rounds, <laughs> you've done about 180 points of damage yeah, to this thing. Yeah, you have. Killing you it. Climb up the side of this with Kukri's stabbing violently until you plunge one into basically where this thing's chest, the heart of this thing should be. As there is a pulse of energy from the cartouche carved into its flesh and you fall straight down into the ground as the linen seem to just collapse. Oh, great. The bones <laughs> of this thing turn into dust and quickly crumble away in the swiftly blowing winds. Wow. Nice. All right. Good. <sighs> okay. Citra goes over to wherever its skull is and stabs it one more time just in case because it has fast healing and I just yeah, don't want to. If you jump forward and stab, you can get it before it finishes disintegrating along with all the rest of it. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, I think I got it. Nice work down there. Sudi will, will take to the skies and fly, fly over to Citra. And five, we did it. <laughs> so cute. I'm not dead. That's I think the, the retelling of that fight actually took longer than or shorter than the prep for that fight. <laughs> yes, because we spent more rounds prepping than we did fighting it. Yeah, well, between two cones of cold and getting into the flank early. Uh, yeah, what, five, you got five, five or attack. six hits yeah. of sneak attack in there? I got f yeah, four hits total, yeah. Good oh, lord. Man. Good you stuff. Got five yeah, five I hits. Five, yeah. No, because I did three this time. and Oh, but the opportunist. Five, and then yeah. opportunist, yeah. So five sneak attacks, two five cones of cold. I did and basically nothing to it, tree. but that's fine. You took the damage. I had to take. It. I took uh, almost a hundred points of damage. Yeah, Dang, <laughs> yeah. It is good that we skin. got that quick. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Well, y'all want to come back up here? Yep. <laughs> sure. Man, I am like really like excited I mean, for some reason. That was crazy. I mean, is there? It doesn't have anything helpful, does it? Oh, I don't you can know. search its remains if you so wish. Dirty yeah. dinosaur robes. I'll, I'll search its remains real quick. Maybe it swallowed something and Maybe it was it chilling in the like, linens. Maybe it has some, like, you know, the linens have, like, some scrolls embedded in them. Oh, my God. Can I have amazing. dirty dinosaur bones <laughs> and linens? No. Oh. No. If all the linens were spells, like scrolls, I would be oh, so happy. Awesome. Hey, maybe it has greater invisibility on it. <laughs> People seem kind of concerned about the idea of this, like, artifact potion bounce around inside of me. Maybe I should wrap it in some linen. I mean, that's not that bad I'll idea. I'll get you some clean linen, not linen that was wrapped around an undead dinosaur for 6,000 years. Okay. The story would be cool. That should be really cool when we get back to the tribe to, like, wrap myself in it and scare children. I'm not I don't allowed to that. scare children. We've been over this. Making your way down there, searching through the remains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had no gear. Nah, <laughs> you had nothing on yeah. them. <laughs> we need to figure out what caused that sandstorm before we try to activate all of this. Agreed. Agreed, because it will really slow us down. So I suppose you mount up. I suppose you do a quick uh, once flight back around. Just kind of go, well, I mean, we killed a dinosaur. Job well done. Before turning and uh, making your way back to the the bastion of Tefnajou to, uh, I suppose, figure out scrying options, continue your hunt, or uh, whether or not you just need to move along with things. And possibly I like a little, you know, a scroll exchange of, uh, you know, hey, do you have this spell? I've got this spell. That'd be real cool. But I suppose you turn, make your way back, and we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, uh, yeah. A victory ending. We survived the dino fight. I wish we, we could have a dino fight. Citra with the massive amounts of damage. When I'm doing the sneak attack, I can kill the other one. 
Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyrighted 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.